Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is October 28, 2021 and week 143. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about no knowledge in the land. Now, we had a Bible study titled this way back in January of 2020, but nothing has changed since then. There is nothing new under the sun. There is one place in the Bible where it says we worship the creation more than the creator. We're always trying to figure out this thing and that thing, trying to get humans to Mars, to Venus, and to the moon, trying to colonize all these extraterrestrial lands, but we're not learning about God at all. And I see we have two comments. Uh, don't, they don't show me the name on the screen, but they say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everyone. I will call you out by name when I'm able to see it, but thank both of you guys for tuning in. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. As usual, uh, like Melvin said, nothing has changed and we won't change it either. We will go into a word of prayer. If you have a, a chance to close your eyes and join in this prayer with us, we encourage you uh, to do that at this time. Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity to study your word lord we thank you for being such an amazing awesome god lord we thank you for how you continue to show love uh, towards us uh, pouring things out on us that we don't deserve lord continuing to bless us all the time lord you gave us the air that we breathe you gave us uh, our lungs you gave us the blood flowing in our veins lord we thank you for all these things lord help us to always remain humble lord and if we are prideful, Lord, help us to get rid of those things, Lord. Whatever issues we're having that uh, may be holding us back from you, Lord, we're asking that you would just uh, get rid of it, uh, shed it away from us, Lord. Uh, Lord, we're asking that no matter what happens in this life, that you would continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy. Help us not to forget that, Lord. And so we're praying for the Bible study tonight that uh, something will be said that will help us to keep pressing forward on this journey, Lord. And so we're praying all these blessings in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So no knowledge in the land. You know, talking with uh, people and uh, something that someone thought of was what about why people don't know the word of God you know what about the people who don't know what God is saying uh, what it is that we're supposed to be doing and so we're going to look at that uh, on this evening or uh, tonight however you want to put it uh, we're going to look at that tonight because God's word is out there and we can receive his word if we're willing to hear. And so we're going to move to the book of Hosea. 
uh, chapter 4. If you don't have your Bible with you, uh, Melvin has uh, so graciously put it on the screen for you so you can follow along with us. Uh, I encourage you guys to actually put your eyes on the scripture. Uh, don't don't just listen to it. You know, if you're if you're doing something, then fine. But if you are able to actually read alone, we encourage you to do that because God acknowledges that he sees you taking a step further, uh, taking a step further. Excuse me. And he will reward you. Uh, so. And I'm not saying that you can't be rewarded if you don't read it, but what I am saying is you will pick up on more things. Uh, I know it happens to me a lot. If I'm not looking at the word, you know, I'm less focused. I'm kind of distracted. Uh, so if you are able, we encourage you to read along with us uh, and ask questions. If you guys have any questions, ask. Um, so let's move to the book of Hosea chapter four and we'll pick up verse one. And right before I start reading, I can't see the names now. So David was the one who said, praise the Lord, everyone. And Chelsea says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you both guys. Both of you guys. And thank you for tuning in. Um, so Hosea chapter 4 and verse 1. Hear mm -hmm. the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. Now, God is trying to talk to his people. God is wanting to reach out to his children. You know, any parent who loves their children. They give you some messages. They give you words uh, to help you on the journey. And so whatever, and this this is a, uh, I hope you take heed to this. Whatever we find in the word of God, this is God speaking to his children. And so if you are one of God's children, these words are for you. So it, if you uh sometimes a parent does not always speak uh praises to the kids sometimes the parent needs to correct the child and of course any of us who've ever been corrected in life we didn't enjoy it i can i can picture uh <laughs> i can picture my one of my younger cousins now uh, when someone is correcting him, he has that strange look on his face. You know, he, he's looking puzzled. And that's kind of how we are when God begins to correct us. We start looking sideways like, you know, why, why is God doing this to me? But we need that correction. And so here we find God wanting to correct his children. He wants us to be saved at the end of the day. I don't care what someone has told you. I don't care any of the lies that the enemy is putting out. God wants you to be saved. And so he's going to tell you what's necessary for you to know to be saved. So Hosea, the prophet here says, hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. All right. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Now, he's not talking about the horses. He's not talking about the cows. He's not talking about the caterpillars, the inhabitants of the land. He's got an issue with us. He has a problem with mankind, humanity, however you want to put it. Go ahead, Miller. Because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. He has this problem with us. 
And the reason why is because there is no truth. We know there is no mercy in the land and there is no knowledge of God in the world that we live in. And, you know, what really makes uh, someone upset? Uh, I remember. Growing up and. My mother would tell me, Tony, clean up the bathroom. And she might have left for the day. And finally, when she get to the house. And I might hear the door close. And I jump up. And now I am trying to clean up the bathroom. And so when she comes in to find out my work is left undone, she's upset. You know, God is the same way he provides us with the necessary information that we need he tells us exactly what he's looking for and then he finds out he's given us all of this time and we haven't did anything so he's upset and rightfully so so he said this is the problem that i have there is no truth there's no mercy uh, we know we live in a world with no mercy people don't have mercy for the next person we'll talk bad about the next person kick them when they're down we say all sorts of cruel and mean things about other people get on your uh, uh we're on facebook Just, you can scroll on facebook and you'll see people making fun of someone no mercy we see that all the time and people find it funny. There's no mercy. There's no truth. People are saying lots of things that are not true and they're not trying to find out. If it's true, they're not willing to find out. People will tell you all sorts of things. They don't know if it's true or not. They just tell you. And hope you don't ask any questions. So. God says he has this problem with us because he understands he has given us an opportunity to learn the truth and we won't take it that's the problem we will not take the truth we will not take the opportunity to find out the truth drop down Melvin if you will to verse 6 My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We don't know. We have a lack. When you lack something, you don't have it. We don't have the knowledge that we should have in the land, in the world, in the earth. God has a problem with this. He said, I'm disappointed because my people, they do not have the knowledge but it's not because God is lacking you know if the knowledge wasn't out there then God would be at fault God would be the one lacking but that's not the case here we are the ones lacking because we quite frankly don't want it let's see what he says man because thou has rejected knowledge read that again for me my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou has rejected knowledge. God said we rejected the knowledge. It's not that he didn't present the knowledge. 
it's not that he did not present it. You know, you might you might have been like me, Melvin, but I grew, I went to school with a lot of people. Um, well, generally, you would have at least one, at least one person in the class who would be the class clown. And a lot of times that person was someone they didn't bring a backpack to class. They didn't bring if they brought anything, they might bring a tablet. They might. But I knew some of them. They didn't bring anything. They just brought themselves. That's the only thing they brought. And when they got the class, the teachers on them about the fact that they don't have anything. So the teacher would give them a pencil and paper. And all throughout class, these kids, they wouldn't pay attention. They wouldn't pay attention at all. And when it comes down to the test, you know what they did, Melvin? <laughs> they want the answer from you. Man, you, you got the answers. They looking up. <laughs> the seats would be spaced out. <laughs> they lean over and try to see if you got the answers. They start whispering to you. <laughs> and sometimes, Melvin, I cover my paper, put my arm. <laughs> they would get upset about that because they feel that you owe it to them to give them your knowledge. That's how they feel. They felt you owe that to them. Now, I don't know why they felt that way, but that's how they felt. People would look legitimately get upset with you for not giving them the answers. And so this is how we are with God. We have the opportunity to get the knowledge. He wants us to. He's just like the teacher. The teacher stands up there and teaches all day, especially if you have a good one. They'll teach you all day, all week long, two weeks at a time. And then they finally give you a test and they're expecting you to return that knowledge back to them. That's what they want to see. Did you actually retain the knowledge? But for certain students in the class, the teacher realize, realizes that they rejected the knowledge. They, they tell the teacher, when did we go over this? <laughs> We must not have went over this. <laughs> they have that puzzled look on their face. And this is how we are with God. You know, I had a man tell me one time, he said, yeah, I read the whole Bible. And you know what I did? I started asking him some questions so he could return that knowledge that he picked up when he read it. And everything I asked him, he said, oh, I, I didn't know that was in there. I said, well, man, <laughs> did you see anything in there? You didn't get any knowledge from it. You just read it to say you read. So God says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. I see we have a couple comments, Melvin. We better get that before I keep going. Uh, let's see. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. 
we don't know and we're not trying to know. Go ahead, man. Um, David says this world would rather hear a lie instead of the truth. That's true. Because mm-hmm. usually when we hear a lie, it's usually the um, saying that you can do what you want to do and still make it to heaven. I know mm-hmm. it's a place, I believe it's in the 30th chapter of the book of Isaiah. It says, don't speak to us smooth. I mean, don't speak to us lies, but speak. Don't speak to us true things, but speak to us smooth things. You know, we're actually going <laughs> to go there. So I'm glad you brought that up. And then, uh, in the New Testament, it says people are going to have itchy ears. Only hear what they want to hear. But nine times out of ten, you're not going to hear what you want to hear. That's what the truth is. And um, Chelsea said, I know a girl that wrote down all the wrong answers. And then after class, went back and changed the answers to the correct ones. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm guessing um, because she knew uh, people were cheating Mm -hmm. off of her. (laughs) People sit in class all week long, weeks at a time, rejecting the information. You know, the teacher will say, this is exactly what's going to be on the test. They won't even write it down. They won't take any notes. And then expect to pass. And we do that with God. He's given us in his word everything we need to know to make it, to be saved, and to prosper in life. I mean, this goes beyond being saved. Uh, for eternity this goes to help us prosper in this life and he's put it all there for us but we won't take it we're just like that student who wouldn't take any notes wouldn't bring anything to class you know it takes us if we want knowledge we have to do some work for it. i know people will fool us and say well you don't have to do anything just believe in jesus You better do some more. You better do more than that. But truthfully, if you truly believe, you'll be prepared. You'll do what's necessary. So. uh, Let's let's read verse six again before we leave here. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge Mm -hmm. because thou has rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee. He said, because you rejected knowledge, the rejection. See, this is the only way I thank God that God is so loving towards us. The only way God will reject you is if you reject him. That's the only way, because if you accept him, he's going to accept you. This this is love. It's not his will that any of us should perish. But if that's what we truly want, you know, people feel like I I should be able to do what I want. God said, you can do what you want. I'm going to tell you what's best for you, though. But if you just truly want to, he says, fine, I'll reject you then. But he's going to do everything possible to help us. We serve a loving God. No greater love can be shown than the love of God. So this is what we're talking about. There's no knowledge in the land. He said there's no mercy. There's no truth in the land. There's a lot of stuff in the land, but it's not the things that we need. 
So let's actually flip over to Isaiah chapter 30. You brought that uh, book up. Let's actually flip over there. Isaiah chapter 30. And let's start at verse 1 here because we'll get a little bit more of the picture that God is painting here. The way the scripture works, everything you're going to find some over here, some over there. You have to understand where it is and you have to be able to connect these things so we can get the right uh, revelation from the scripture. So let's pick up Isaiah chapter 30 and verse one. Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, mm -hmm. that take counsel, but not of me. He said we have now this is still the same concept. God has this issue with his people in the land because they do not have the knowledge that they should have he said they are rebellious why do he call them rebellious because they have rejected his word you know i can't tell you how many times i've talked to people about things that are in the scripture and you know the first thing they say oh it's not that's the first thing they say they don't have to know where the verse is they they have not even read the verse a lot of the times and they still say, no, no, that, that's not going. That's not how it is. I'm reminded of uh, Peter when Jesus was telling them he was he was going to die. Jesus, uh, Peter said, no, be it far from you. We get ahead of ourselves a lot of times. We start speaking on things we don't know about. And we begin to reject God when we have no clue. So he says they're taking counsel, but not of me. We're looking in all the wrong places to hear God's word. You know, anybody in their right mind, if they're uh, if they come into contact with a basketball player, they don't go and. And start talking to the basketball player and say, you know, I want you to teach me how to play tennis. You don't you wouldn't do that. Somebody who swims for a living, you wouldn't show up to them and say, you know, I want you to teach me how to golf. Someone who bakes for a living, you wouldn't show up to them and say, you know, I want you to teach me how to lay bricks. We have to understand where to go to get the knowledge. This is part of the problem. We, the people who truly have the knowledge to help us, we don't want to take counsel from them. We want to hear somebody else because we say, you know, I just, it's just something about them. I like them. They're teaching what you want them to teach. That's what you like. You like the message that they're teaching. The message that you don't have to do all that. You can do whatever you want to do and still be saved. That's what sounds good. You know, when we get on here, Melvin, we don't have 50,000 people watching. But if we were on here preaching a prosperity gospel, this thing will blow up. It'll blow up. Because that's what people actually want to hear. You know, in 30 days. You're going to have a breakthrough in 
just 30 days start counting mark it on the cat on your calendar you know that sounds good <laughs> we say wow just 30 days I, I i can make it then yeah i was struggling but now i can make it. he said 30 days mark his words god told him you know this is what's going on in the land god is upset with this type of thing god wants his people to know the truth god wants to deliver his people god doesn't want us to believe lies that's not his will for us so he said we're not taking counsel of him we don't truly want to know what's in the word of god because the more we find out the more we realize how wrong we are and so what people do is they say man i'm gonna just stop reading this thing See, that's why I don't agree with, with the Bible. I had someone tell me that before. They said, yeah, I believe in God, but there's just some things in the Bible I just don't agree with. Well, you don't want his counsel. You're rejecting him. You might believe he exists, but you just don't want to hear what God believes. So we find in the world, he said we have a rebellious people. And we don't want to counsel with him. I was. Um, well, let's keep going. And that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit. Uh, drop down to verse nine. Uh, go to eight. Sorry. Go to verse eight. Now go write it before them in a table. Now, this is what God told Isaiah to do. He said, I want you to write this stuff down for them. See, you know, if somebody writes it down for you, you can go back and read it again. You have a better chance of remembering if it's written down for you. Because once you forget, you can go back, read again, and say, oh, okay, yeah, that's what it said. It's better. So he said, I want you to write this stuff down for my people. Go ahead, man. And note it in a book that it may be for the time to come forever and ever mm -hmm. that this is a rebellious people, lying children, lying children. You know, we have this in the world. People are lying on you so fast, man. <laughs> and they have no conscience about it. They don't care at all that they lied on you. I mean, people will lie under oath. They don't care about putting people i remember uh whenever the truth was in question someone would say you know i'm gonna get a bible and you you're gonna have to put your hand on the bible and say <laughs> they don't care about putting their hands on the bible they'll still lie this is the world that we live in you will have christian people they'll tell you to go and lie they said, oh, just, just, just make up something for them. This is the land that we live in. This is what God is upset about. We lie to one another. And we're okay with it. Go ahead, man. Children that will not hear the law of the Lord. We don't want to hear it. Somebody said, oh, here they go again. Folks get tired of hearing this stuff. <laughs> this is the world that we live in. 
There's no knowledge in the land. There's no truth. Now, the scripture tells us knowledge shall be increased. It said that in the book of Daniel. Knowledge is going to be increased even until the end of the world. And we are. Look at all of the knowledge. Look at all the things that people are doing now. I just had uh, uh, a family member. Uh, well, two family members have a kidney transplant. And when I, you know, I've heard of it before, but when I heard it this time, I just began to think, you know, and just be amazed because of the knowledge that we have. I said, wow, you know, how do they even pull this off to take a live organ out of someone's body? And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, because I, I, I did a little bit in the, the health uh, field and I'm thinking, you know, it's so incredible that they can take this organ out and they keep it alive. While it's outside of the body, they still have the organ alive. And then once they're ready, uh, they go and put it into the other person. I don't know how long it takes for that process to happen. I, I didn't look any of that stuff up, but it's just so fascinating to me that these are the things that we're doing in the world that we live in. This is the knowledge that we have. You didn't have kidney transplants back when these scriptures were written. You didn't have that. You, you have uh, you can have a, a LASIK eye surgery or a laser eye surgery. They can fix your vision. People struggling. You couldn't see wearing contacts and glasses like me. And you go have a surgery. I don't, it takes a few minutes, maybe 30 minutes to an hour or so. Fix your vision. Even uh, one person. They're doing this remotely. The doctor doesn't even have to be in the room with you now. This doctor's in a whole, a completely different state. And they're doing it by remote. Look at the knowledge that we have. And so we're studying this stuff. You know, we're studying the human eye. We're studying the lungs. We're studying the nose. We're studying all these things, cancers. We're studying cancers, people donating billions of dollars, millions of dollars for all these things. However, who's studying God's word this intently or this intensely? Who's putting in effort to see the word of God, to find knowledge of him? We're studying a lot of things. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I like a little basketball. And so even um, uh, Steph Curry, I seen something. It was talking about how he has his he's trying to perfect the jump shot. And so he wants the ball to hit the nets a certain way. You know, we get really deep with things. Heaven. He said they count it as a miss, basically. If the ball hits the rim, they want the ball to hit nothing but the nets. Look at how closely we're studying so many things. Look at how we're trying to fine tune things. Anyone that cooks, 
they want to get that thing down to the T. They say, oh, I don't have to use no measuring cups. I can eyeball it. You know, we do that with everything. I've I learned to play keyboard. I'm trying to get that thing down to where I don't even have to think about it. You just can do it. And so with so many things in life, we're learning so much knowledge about it. So much knowledge. And the thing that we're lacking is the knowledge of God. Because we have so many other things to take our knowledge. We have so many other things that we'd rather have knowledge about. People are more likely to learn about some foolish uh, trend that's going on. I remember uh, Tide Pods, eating those was a thing. Uh, recently, I remember seeing people walking on crates till, till they fall. You know, that's the type of stuff that we're spending time doing. We're at home watching this and we're learning. Wow, this is what people are doing. And so you go out in the backyard and now you want to do it. This is the knowledge that we're learning. But we're not learning the knowledge of God. We're not learning that. We don't even want to. We said, man, that stuff's boring. It's boring anyways. You know, I, I, I went to church. I already went to church. But even when you were there, you weren't getting the knowledge. We're on our phones. We're looking at other things. We're talking to people. We're sleeping in church. You know, it's all sorts of other things have our attention. So this is the reason that there is no knowledge in the land. Because we're rejecting it. We're not rejecting knowledge about lungs. We're searching diligently. We're finding out new stuff all the time about the human body. Melvin brought up uh, space. We're finding out new things all the time about Mars, about Pluto, all these planets. We're finding out new things. But are we finding out new things about God? Are we learning who he is? This is the issue that God has with us. Because the most important thing in our lives, we're not seeking it. We're not seeking him. So let's let's finish this up, man. Which say to the seers, see not unto the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceits. Now, God says this is what the people are saying. They're telling the preacher, don't preach to us. We don't want to hear that. You need to come with a different message. That's your problem. You need to preach about some other stuff. Tell people God loves them. And he does. But tell them something good. Tell them they're going to be saved. And they don't have to do nothing. Don't start talking about people need to change. God, God wants them to stay how they are. He said, come as you are. <laughs> that's what he said we say all types of things God has an issue with it he has an issue with it so he said they're saying to the seers that's nothing but the prophets they said I don't see anything 
Don't see the stuff that you've been seeing. Don't see it. Don't prophesy to us. Don't preach to us. Don't tell us those things. Speak unto us smooth things. Tell us some stuff that sounds good. Tell us some stuff we want to hear. You're always telling us stuff we don't want to hear. You know, the king said this. Um, uh, uh, king Ahab, he said this. About the prophet that told him what God said. You know, uh, people get upset with you about what God says. I'll tell people quickly. Get upset with God. You won't it won't do you any good. But the reason you're choosing me is because you're not foolish to talk like this towards God. But what you don't know is you are. You are talking like this towards God because this is his word. I don't have anything to do with what God decides. He chose this before I was ever created. He chose this. This was his plan. So. This is the issue that we have. There's no knowledge in the land. But if we're willing. To hear his word, he'll give us knowledge. I want to go to one other place. Um, as of right now, something might change. Something might change. Uh, but let's go. To Acts chapter 8, because I want to give you uh, just one place here, and there are others, but I want to show you what happens if you truly are willing to hear the word of God, the truth. If you want to know the truth, God will make a way for you to find the truth. He'll make a way. He will make a way, and you don't have to go to Bible school. You don't have to go to college for this. Just seek him. He'll put you in school for free. He will. So. Let's pick up Acts chapter eight. And I believe I want to start in verse 26 and we'll drop down so we don't read all of this. So we're in Acts chapter 8 and verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. The angel tells Philip, I got a job for you. I want you to go and spread the knowledge. Go ahead, Mel. And, be, and he ro arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, qu queen of Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, mm -hmm. and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Now, God, he's looking at everything we do. God saw this man, this Ethiopian man, wanting knowledge. All you have to do is want the knowledge. All you have to do is seek him. He's seen this man wanting the knowledge. 
So he sent someone to counsel with him. God will send someone in your life to help you. But you just have to want that. You have to want to know him. He'll send somebody to help you. Go ahead, Mel. Then the spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. Mm -hmm. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Philip asked the man, do you know what you're reading? Do you have any knowledge about what it is that you're reading? Go ahead. And he said, how can I except some man should guide me? Now, this is a humble person. He's humble enough to say, I, I don't know. You know, the more uh, the more successful we are more successful we become we're ashamed to say we don't know but this man he was humble enough to admit he said I don't know especially when it comes down to God we don't know we don't know but we'll guess at it just like we did on those tests when we didn't know the answer we guess at it but when we guess on those tests, we didn't turn around and say, yeah, I knew that answer. We knew we guessed. But when it comes to God, we read his word. We don't know the answer. We don't know what he's saying, but we'll guess and we'll tell people, yeah, I know. I know what he said. And we're guessing all along. There's no knowledge in the land. So this man, he didn't guess. He said, you know, I really don't know what's going on here. God respects humility. He'll exalt you. If you're humble, God will exalt you. He'll put you on a new level. He'll teach you things. Go ahead, Mel. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb, dumb before his shearer. So opened he not his mouth. The scripture that he read in the book of Isaiah, the scripture referenced Jesus. The scripture told how Jesus was killed. He didn't fight back. He allowed it. He told us he laid down his own life. Nobody took his life. He laid it down. He gave himself for us. The scripture told about this. And the guy, the Ethiopian, did not know this. And so, drop down to verse 35. Because Philip is going to tell him exactly what's going on. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. He preached to him Jesus. He told him knowledge. He provided the knowledge. God is going to bless somebody with the knowledge. He's going to give the knowledge to someone and we have to get it from them. So if you're too proud to think you need somebody else's help, it won't work for you. It just will not work. I remember uh, <laughs> I told a guy um, not very long ago. Uh, it's definitely been some months back. I remember telling the guy. You know, we were going to have a Bible study. I said, you know, we would like for you to come, join it. 
He said, man, I got it all up here. It's all in my head. I don't need Bible study. What can God would what can God do with a person like that? Basically, this man said he is God. He don't need to study nothing. He already got everything in his head already. A rebellious people. No knowledge in the land. And yet we think we have the knowledge. So he began to preach to him about Jesus. All right. Uh, really quickly, uh, we have two new um, comments. David okay. says, come as you are, but don't stay as you are. Mm -hmm. There has to be a change in our life. And Jesus is the change that we all need that makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. And Chelsea says, which scripture tells us that he laid himself down? Let's get that. Let me find it really quickly. Uh, John 10 and verse 18. John chapter 10. And we're at verse 18. So. This is what it takes to receive knowledge. This is what it takes, because the things in the scripture. They on the surface, we might think, you know, that's simple. I, I get that. But they get so much deeper as we progress, just like everything else in life. It gets deeper. If you really start looking into it, it gets so much deeper. I remember. Uh, I don't remember where I first seen this, but I remember uh, looking at sand. If you ever seen sand under a microscope you'll be amazed look up sand i'm not telling you to do it now because i want you to focus on this but put a put a note down in your phone you could just say look up sand put a note down you'll be fascinated with what you see is more to it than meets the eye it's the same way with the word of god if you really focus and dive in it gets better and better you see more and more so anyways, we're in John chapter 10 and verse 18. Let's see uh, what he said. Actually, go up to 17. Start at 17. John chapter 10, verse 17. Therefore, doth my father love me mm -hmm. because I laid down my life that I might take it again. Now, look at what Jesus is saying here. He says, God loves me. And this is why, because I'm laying down my life. And I'm going to take it again. He said, I'm laying down my life. I'm going to lay down. Now, this is before he was crucified. He said, I'm going to lay down my life and I'm going to take it up again. He told them in another place, if you destroy this temple, the temple is his body. He said, I'll raise it up again. He told them that in another place, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. The things in the scripture are repeated. So if you're saying something, telling this to a guy, if you're saying something that you cannot find repeated, then you're, you're not speaking truth. So let's keep reading here. No man taketh it from me. He said, no, nobody's going to take his life from him. 
No one's going to do it. Why? Because we didn't have the power to. See, we have to understand who Jesus really is. He's God Almighty. All power. He said all power is given unto him in heaven and in earth. He got all power. So once we truly understand that, we understand you can't take something from somebody that has all power. How can you? We couldn't take a dollar bill from God. <laughs> we couldn't take 50 cents from him. You know, sometimes the only way you can take something is when you have more power than the other person. You can take it. We can't do that with God. He's too powerful for it. You can't catch him off guard. Off guard. The Bible tells us God doesn't sleep nor slumber. He doesn't sleep. So we can't do him like we do people and say, wait till they go to sleep. I'm going I'm to I'm get them. We can't do God that way. He doesn't get tired like us. We say, man, by the end of the night, I'm ready for bed. God doesn't get ready for bed. He has all power. Jesus, well, Jesus being in the form of God, he made, he put himself into flesh like us. And so he dealt with even our weaknesses. That's the reason Jesus slept, but he was still God. But I won't, I don't want to get too much into the Godhead. Back to the question. No man taketh it from me. All right. But I lay it down of myself. But I lay it down of myself. He said, I'm going to give myself up. Because if he didn't give himself up, Jesus would have never died. Because they didn't have the power to kill him. They couldn't kill him. He had to lay himself down. Go ahead, man. We're going to get one other thing re regarding this question. Go ahead. I have power to lay it down. Mm -hmm. And I have power to take it again. He said, I got the power to do this. I have the power. He knew what he was talking about. He said, all power is given unto him. He's got all power. He said, I got the power to lay my life down and I can pick it up also. You have to, uh, we have to understand. He had power to raise other people up from the dead. Certainly he could raise himself. He healed other people. Certainly he had the power to raise himself. But now I want to get this. Uh, I believe it's in, I believe it's in the book of John uh, towards the end. Let me find it real quick. John 18. So Jesus said, no man taketh my life. Nobody took his life. I know we say, well, the, the soldiers, they killed him. They nailed him to the cross. He had to give himself away, though. He had to lay his life down because they did not have the power. Even though they came with all the soldiers, even though they came with all the swords, Whatever weapons they wanted, even though that's what they came with, they still did not have the power. They still didn't have the power in that situation. So we're in John chapter 18, and I want to show you a glimpse of it. If you can catch this, 
this is the night that Jesus was captured by the soldiers. Judas betrayed him, gave out his location. And so now here comes Judas with the soldiers. So here we are. And uh, let's go to verse. Let's go to verse three. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, coming thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. The man came with weapons, came with uh, some lanterns so they could see, because it was in the night. They were trying to catch him off guard. But you cannot catch the Lord off guard. Go ahead in verse 4, Mel. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon now him. Now catch that. Notice that. He knew. He had the knowledge. He knew what was going to take place. They didn't catch him off guard, even though they tried to. Even though they tried, he still has all power. He said, nope, nobody's taking my life. I'm going to lay it down. This is what makes this story is so much sweeter if we truly get the knowledge, if we get the understanding behind this. If we understand they couldn't take the man's life, he had to give it because they physically could not take it. It's impossible. It is impossible unless he gives his life. It's impossible. Because he already knew it was coming. You know, if I know something is coming, you're not going to get me. You're not going to get someone. Uh, the scripture talks about how if the thief, uh, or excuse me, if the person knew the thief was coming, they stay up all night waiting on them. If somebody sent a message to your phone and said, you know what? Tonight at 3 a.m., I'm going to break into your house. You know what you're going to do? You're going to stay up and wait. You're not going to allow them to catch you off guard. So Jesus, he knew. He knew all things. Look at what that verse said. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things. He didn't just know some things. This man said he had all power. He knew all things. We better get going, Mel. He knew all things. Uh, go ahead. Went forth and said unto them, whom seek ye? He said, who, who are y'all looking for? He knew all things. See, sometimes I ask questions. I already know the answer. I don't know all things, though. This man knew all things. He said, who are you looking for? Go ahead, Mel. They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said unto them, I am he. I am he. He said, I am. Am. You have to understand who I am is. When you go back to the Old Testament, Moses, when he came to the burning bush, he asked the Lord for his name. See, it's important about the name. People running from the name today. That name makes all the difference. They said, are you Jesus? They're looking for that name. They said, is this the name? We're looking for the name. Moses was looking for the same thing. God told Moses he was going to send him into Egypt. And Moses said, when I get down there, they're going to want to know a name. He told him, I am that I am. He just told him, I am. 
He said, I'm not going to tell you my name, though. All you're going to know is I am. He can do whatever he wants to do. He knows all things. He can do all things. There's no weakness in him. He doesn't sleep nor slumber. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't faint. He's God Almighty. There is no weakness in God. There's no flaw in him. There's no blemish. There's no spot, no wrinkle in God. So Jesus being in the form of God, because God is a spirit. No man has seen God at any time. God is not a uh, human being, but God made himself into a human being for our sake because God needed a perfect sacrifice. And the only way God could get that perfect sacrifice is it is if he sacrificed himself. That's the only way. That's the only way. So God said, you know what? I'll go for my people. I want to save them. So I'm going to give myself for them. Someone who is inferior. You know, if you see a young baby walking the road, you know what that parent is going to do? That child is inferior. They have less power. So the mo the one with more power says, you know what? I'm going to get in their place. I'm going to go out there and save them. That's what God decided to do for us. We didn't have enough power to save ourselves. So he said, I'm going to go down there myself and revive them. That's what God did with Jesus. He got in a body and he came to save us. So he had all power. He knew all things because of who he was. He was God Almighty. And what we don't know today, we don't have the knowledge to know who he is. So let's get back to where we are. They said we're looking for that name. We're looking for Jesus is power in that name. There is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. There is no other name. So they said we're looking for that name. This is the name that has been hidden. It has not been revealed until now, until Jesus came. The name had not been revealed since the beginning of time. Humanity have been asking for the name of God. And we just couldn't find it out. We got all sorts of things. I am. He's a wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God. We've called him Yahweh. We've called him all sorts of titles. Elohim. We've called him all sorts of things. But the name is here now. Let's see what happened, man. We, get, we better get to it. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. Mm -hmm. As soon then as he had said unto them. As soon. See, God shows us his power. If we can see it, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. He'll show you his power if you can see it. As soon as he said unto them, go ahead, man. I'm he. As soon as he told them, I am. The divinity came out. The power came out. Go ahead, man. They went backwards. 
and fell to the ground. He knocked them all on the ground. This is the power of God. They didn't trip and fall. You know, I've had people try to explain this away. They didn't trip and fall. God knocked them down. He had all power. But what he decided to do was lay his life down. If Jesus didn't want them to take him that night, they would not have. We can see other instances where they wanted to take him. They wanted to hurt him, but they just could not. He has all power. What a mighty God we serve. He is the same I am that we call the father in the Old Testament. He's the same one. If we understood that today, we'd be baptizing in the name of Jesus because he is the father. He is the Holy Ghost and he is the son. He is the name. Only one name. Do we have anything else? Uh, yes. Chelsea asked, wow. So the whole whooping was false. Oh, no. And David, <laughs> I'm guessing answering Chelsea, he said, no, they did beat him. But he went through everything he went through to save us. He could have saved himself, but instead he chose to save us. Yes, the the whooping is not false. By no means am I saying the whooping was false. But what I am saying is, let me let me put it to you this way. Um, I want to give you a good example. Uh, so I have a younger brother. He's 11 years old. And now I grew up playing basketball. I'm by no means a professional, obviously, uh, but I am humble. <laughs> I am better than an 11 year old, though. That much I am. My brother hasn't had any training or anything like that. So I am better at the sport than he is and so if me and him play if we say you know we're gonna go outside and play one-on-one -on -one, there is no way possible for him to beat me the only if we're both healthy you know uh, you know if, if i'm in my same condition there's no way for him to beat me because there's just too much of a dip a gap there he's 11 years old he's small He's not very strong. Me, you know, I'm 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 more at a uh, a, a more advanced stage of my life than he is. A more mature stage, I put it that way. In a more mature stage of my life, and so there's no way possible for him to beat me. But you know what I can do? I can say, you know what, for him, because these are things. Uh, someone older may do for a child you say i'm gonna let them beat me i'm gonna let them do it and they're gonna feel wow i beat so-and-so today you know he told me that he played with his dad before he's like yeah i beat daddy and he talked so bad about him yeah i beat him he, he ain't nothing i whooped him i tore him up and so that actually is a real scenario that's happened to me he talked about how much he beat our dad. And so he said, you know, I do you the same way. You ain't nothing. I'll take care of you, too. So now he's feeling good about himself. And so when we played, I put a whooping on him. I let him know you can't do anything with me. But he didn't know that from his standpoint, from his young mind. He didn't know that. 
And so this is what Jesus did with us. There was no way they could whoop him. They, there's no way they could capture him. There's no way they could drive a nail through his hands or his feet unless he gave up the power and allowed them to. The same way my younger brother. There's no way he's going to beat me. If we sit down and arm wrestle, I should have probably gave you that example. If we sit down and arm wrestle, him being an 11-year-old, there's no way he can beat me. There's no way. Unless I allow him to. And that's what Jesus did that's so magnificent for our sakes. There's no way. There's no way in this world nor in the next world, nor, <laughs> nor in any world, nor in any lifetime, could they do anything to him without his permission. And so that's what makes this story so incredible when you truly understand just how much power this man had because he is God. He's more than a man. He was God and he is God. So I hope that simplifies it uh, for you so the whooping it was real he actually did bleed he actually uh, shed tears I'm certain because he shed tears even in the garden of Gethsemane so all of that was real but what makes it even more real is that none of that would have happened if he didn't uh, uh lay down his power if he didn't kneel down and say here you can do it if he had wanted to he could have rose up and say no you guys aren't going to do this but he didn't he humbled himself let's let's pick up that scripture i think that might be philippians Uh, hold on a second. Philippians chapter 2 and 8. Uh, we might go back up a verse or two though. So let me see here. Uh, Philippians chapter 2. And let's go to verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, Jesus is the topic. Excuse me. Jesus is the topic. Let's go to verse 6. Who, being in form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus, he was equal with God because he is God. He was equal with God because he is God. That's why he's equal. You know, even in uh, math class, they would put uh, an equation up. They might say uh, one plus one equals two. But then they'll tell you that also equals two times one. So you have two different forms, if you will, two different equations. One is multiplication. One is addition. But they equal the same thing. That's what Jesus is. He was just a different form. He came in a different form. He was the same God. He came in a form, though. 
He was equal with God. Let's keep going, Mel. But made himself of no reputation. He made of himself no reputation. You know, us who are not God, we want the best reputation. We want everybody to talk about us. We take pictures and say, yeah, wait till they see this. I'm feeling good about myself. You know, we put on a shirt. You know, I got a what Ralph Lauren shirt. I used to be crazy about this stuff when I was younger. Why? Because of the reputation that this stuff had. Everybody who was somebody had to wear the name brand stuff. Now, it shouldn't mean anything to me. It doesn't mean anything to me. So he made of himself no reputation. Go ahead, Mel. And took upon him the form of a servant. He did this. He made himself a servant. We're talking what Jesus was. He was a king that became a servant. He became a servant for us. Go ahead. And was made in the likeness of men. Mm -hmm. And being found in fashion as a man, mm -hmm. he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. He became obedient unto death. He would not have died. They could not kill him. He had to lay his own life down. He had to. There's nothing they could do with him. This is the same man that healed Lazarus, raised him from the dead after four days. He, they couldn't do anything with someone like this. This is the same man that opened people's eyes who were blind and he didn't have to use a laser. It's the same man. The same man that raised up people who had the palsy. They couldn't walk. He raised them up. No surgery required. No pill required. He didn't need any devices. We've got knowledge to come up with these devices now. He didn't need any of that. He had all power in his hand. All power was given unto him. And so, yes, he said he laid his own life down. This is the knowledge that we need to know. This will help us to understand who God is and how powerful he is. So when we find ourselves in a situation where we feel that all hope is lost, we can think back and say, you know, he has all power. Look at everything that he's did up until this point. Certainly he can get me out of this condition. Certainly he can get me through this problem. He's got all power. He's got all power. There's nothing he cannot do. So this is where we are. Is there any other questions, Mel? I don't think so. Um, but LeVon says, hello, guys. Hey, thank you for tuning in. And Casey said, Jesus is the definition of humility. He is. He is. So uh, as we get ready to wrap this thing up. Uh, Wait, well, we got a new one. Um, okay, cool. Kiara says, they didn't seem to think that when he was on the cross, they said, you saved all those people. But you can't save yourself. Mm -hmm. Thank God he's humble enough to let them talk. Yep. Because, <laughs> you know, if we have power to do something, if somebody doubts us, that's when we're ready to show our power. We say, I'll show you something. then." <laughs> but if Jesus had of come down, we'd all be in trouble. Even them. They, they didn't even know it, but they would have been in trouble. Had he come down, 
He needed to be up there for us to be saved. So this is the knowledge that we need to find out about. So at this time, uh, please get your questions in. If you do have any other questions, uh, if anyone has any questions, definitely ask. Uh, before we get off of here, I uh, don't want to uh, neglect giving anyone an opportunity if you did have something. Uh, but as always, uh, we enjoy uh, going through this. Melvin, I better let you say something if you had something to say. Uh, I missed one comment. David said, it's through the stripes he received when they beat him with the whip that we receive our healing. And Kiara has another comment. They equal the religious leaders. They didn't consider that Jesus helped so many people when they had him on the cross. Guess they thought the nails were too strong for him to get down. You know, a lot of uh, I've heard a lot of talking about uh, the stripes he received uh, from the uh, soldiers. And we have to go back and think about how. Jesus said uh, they couldn't take his life. And so I thank God that uh, we understand that God also put a whooping on him. I better not even get into that. <laughs> I better not even try to even dive into that. Because uh, that, that's a, that, that's, that's a, that's a whole different ball game there. Uh, we, we better keep going, Melvin. Oh, those are all the comments. Okay. Well, if there is nothing else, uh, we will say thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, and I'll let Melvin uh, wrap us up as we get out of here. We, again, we greatly appreciate you guys. And if you guys are willing, we would uh, like to ask you guys to like this video, share the video, uh, because that it, that does help us to uh, reach other people so we don't come on here asking you for money uh, but we will ask you to like the video so thank you it's guys free. <laughs> uh, but i don't have uh, much to say definitely thank you guys for the comments um but just going back to the title of the message no knowledge in the land you know is a scripture that says god has made man upright but we sought out many inventions many new things like i mentioned at the beginning of the live stream we're trying to get humans on mars worshiping the creation more than the creator we're going to outsmart ourselves which i believe i said at the last time we saw we talked about this um, topic there are a lot of really smart guys through the earth standards you know you got the famous scientists or no matter what they do uh, we classify them as being really smart and then, you know, when they have all this science, they say, well, according to science, you know, God can't exist. This can't happen. That can't happen. And they say there is no God. But in the scripture, it says the fool said that there is no God. And one place it said God chooses the foolish things to confound the wise and the weak things to confound the strong. The foolishness of God is smarter than any man's. Likewise, with the weak things of God, stronger than any man so i advise all of us to you know we may be interested in basketball arts and crafts or anything like that but as we like to say show me that same energy that god wants the same energy when it comes to 
learning about him. He, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And that's all I had to say. Let me see if we have any more comments. Let's see. Doesn't look like it. So as my weekly, weekly reminder to you guys, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's always a good message. We love, we would love to have you guys there. It's generally a discussion. Anybody is free to speak. It's not just us listening to what Tony has to say. It, everybody is free to speak. If they have a topic that or um, a subject that they want to a whole Bible study to be around, then that is fine as well. I know Tony always encourages people to do that. And I think this lesson was inspired by a question that we got in this past Monday's um, Bible study. So we would love to see you guys there. If you want to join, it will be a link in the podcast description, or you can message either Tony or my Facebook page or the Join the Mist of the Storm Facebook page, and we'll shoot that link to you. I, we appreciate all the comments. Thank you, David, Casey, Kara, Levon, and Chelsea for the interaction. It's always great because what we're saying is not hot air. It's not thin air. It's very important information that could help us all. So, as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy, and again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. No matter what your earthly situation is, looks like, it definitely gets hard. But if God can bring us to it, he can bring us through it. Never leave or forsake us. So as long as we stay in his word. So, if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. <clears throat> Excuse me. Coming straight from the Word of God. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. So, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.